Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the No Pro Podcast, where we have a simple motto here. It's try something, suck at it, own it, but enjoy it. I am one of your hosts, Mike Thompson, and with me, as always, Chase Nanavetti. Greetings. And want to throw out there a happy Father's Day to yourself, Chase, with the you are a fur daddy, and to all the dads out there. It's a great day. Sounds like a weird sexual kink I have about fur coats, but yeah, fair. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you just got to make it worse, don't you? <laughs> I meant that in the greatest way possible, that you have no, a dog. No, no, so no. there's no weird fur fetish that I'm aware of. have to. <laughs> well, it's a good way to start off an early Sunday morning yep. here at the No Pro Podcast. Yep. Uh, today is going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a, a great day for podcasting because the one thing that uh, that most people attribute, especially actually with uh, it being Father's Day and just fathers in general, uh, we will be speaking about all things food. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you know, how the uh, Father's Day always accompanies barbecue and things of that nature. So I feel it's a good fit for today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But, but before we jump into that, uh, we're going to open up with what we always normally open up with. And that's our opening segment here. What's fucked? Agreed. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck is that? And today, Chase... What uh, what's fucked today on this great Father's Day? So I don't know if this is legit. I just found it, but apparently scientists at Berkeley have created a robot that can liquefy and reform back into its original shape when passed through a magnetic field. The T one thousand. They've created a Terminator. It can like just melt and then reform itself. You can shoot it; just melts back. It's fine as long as the magnetic field's around. So. Uh, like when we're in the world today, how we, you know, there's the world of science fiction and stuff where, you know, there, you know, you take for example the T1000 where you just it looks cool, but isn't it borderline almost terrifying at the thought that they can, in fact, not only just like create something to you know build itself back together, but the fact that it's a robot and can do it, like yeah. It's like it's something that actually has a purpose. Like it actually can do stuff, not just like I have this mound of metal that I've melted, yeah, and I can reform it. Yeah, would be a lot less terrifying than the fact is like an actual robot can do that. Now, if this is true, they would have had to figure out how to get the robot to like form again. Because I've seen them do stuff where they like they take a ball of just like an inanimate subject and they expose an electric or like they take sorry like a flat surface of an inanimate subject and they expose it to electricity and it forms a ball. Yes. I've I, seen them do that and yes. then they take the electricity away and it falls back down. But it's just, like you said, it's completely inanimate. There's, It doesn't do anything. There's no parts to it, yeah. nothing. So I don't know how, like, how this is possible. I do know that if this is in any way true, somewhere out there is trying to reconnect, create Terminators. Like Absolutely. entirely. Like oh, oh, we've oh. got AI and now we've got the liquid man. Well, we already do actually technically have the, like the exoskeletons because most of the robots are based on that. Very true. So technically, all we need is time travel <laughs> and one guy who's going to save the world and Terminator starts. <laughs> so, you know, like stay away from public parks. Skynet. The nuclear blast is coming. <laughs> Skynet is coming active. <laughs> what, is, uh, what is your what's fucked for this, this week? Uh, mine's a relatively simple one, but it's an older story, but I feel warrants discussion in the fact that as... As we know, uh, we do cover a fair bit of sports on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are hockey fans. Mm-hmm. And the Golden Knights have indeed won the Stanley Cup. Yay! Yay! 
I mean, I enjoy them as a team, even though people get mad at me. I am a you know Trubu Leafs fan. But Same. since their inception into the thing, first off, they had a really cool logo. Yeah. They do great stuff at the arena, which I'm dying to go see. It's yeah. on the bucket list to go. I want to go see it. I'd love to see Vegas and the Leafs play in Vegas. That's, yeah. So on the list of things to do. But so I'm happy that they won because fuck Florida. Yeah. yeah. And but uh, one story that broke just before the series started for that final was uh, apparently the Hustler Strip Club in Vegas yes. said... If the Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup, yep. they will get free lap dances and VIP membership for life. Yep. Motivation. As an, as, a, as an incentive for them to win the Cup. And then they won the Cup in like five games. And then <laughs> it's weird how motivation works like right? that. So for me is I haven't, and actually to your point, we discussed this a bit earlier, uh, I have not heard whether they have actually honored this agreement or not because they the hustler strickle made this public it wasn't like someone made this up mm-hmm. they made a public announcement to do this mm-hmm. so they did that and like you said it totally took them five games to get this done so i think i think you look at two things there one the young single guys on that team who sometimes you have to motivate to come to the game you know what i mean that are like maybe not always there they're not like the veterans who have been through it well now they have real motivation oh. they, they, they are working hard to get what they need <laughs> But here's the thing, though, and again, as neither one of us are professional and anything players, um, there's women throwing themselves to professional hockey players left, right, and center. Do you really need that, or is the fact that you know you're going to get that, and there's going to be some, you know, anonymity? Why can't I say that fucking word? Like. The yeah, anonymous action still, to that. They still like going to strip clubs. Like, I remember that famous Ovechkin receipt that showed up on the internet where he went to the strip club and dropped, like, 76 oh, grand yeah. or something like that, that on bottles. Long time ago. Shit. Yeah. So, like, they're clearly still going. I mean, strip clubs are one of those things that you do when you're younger, right? Like, I don't... Fuck, I can't remember the last time I went to a strip club that wasn't, like, you know, somebody's bachelor party or... You know what I mean? Like, strip clubs are more of, like, a, a, a necessary evil in some situations now than they are things that i actually want to go do uh, well but when we were in our like 20s oh yeah then that was for me i know i had a, i had a problem no but uh it's not a problem it's a hobby <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much it's what it became um but yeah like older now is just like someone who like i don't know anyone that's ever said like do you want to go and like you said other than like even for someone's bachelor party it seems to the point like you know what you guys go have fun. I'm gonna like I'll meet you at the restaurant. Yeah, later. I'll be you at the restaurant, yeah. or I'll like you know most of the bachelor parties now is it's usually like a casino, and then you do the yeah. strip club thing, and then you go to like maybe a bar afterwards. We've and gone then, to we've gone to strip clubs before for people's bachelor parties. That like the guy who was getting married didn't even want to go. Yeah, it was it's just, just one of those like, things where it's like, well, we got to do it. Yeah, it's 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 rite of passage it's type thing. List. Like you have to do it. Um, but yeah, but I agree with it now. But like you said, like for a lot of these young guys, I mean, you're, when you go, and normally they're not going by themselves; they're going as the team, bunch of guys. But now is like you know when you got these guys like throwing money left, right, and center. But like you know these women, like they rely on that money from lap dances and you yeah. know memberships and stuff. But I mean, but I mean, you're granted still it's Vegas, make, right? They're but. still gonna make tips, and they're still gonna make like the club's still gonna make money off the booze. Oh, absolutely! Like, well, it's like VIP membership really drink. just means like you can go into that room. It yeah. doesn't mean that like they're gonna get free shit for life. And realistically, the Hustler Strip Club could afford to give them free shit for life because the Hustler's a huge fucking company, lots of money all over the place. Oh yeah, but I, 
I don't know. I think the NHL will be all over this in the sense that they don't want this out. Like, oh, absolutely. Great. This if, will go against like code of conduct. Everything. If they want to, like, if it happens and nobody talks about it, they won't care. That seems to be hockey's general consensus with a lot of things. Well, but, <laughs> good luck to you, Hockey Canada. <laughs> but they, I don't think the NHL really wants this story. Like, it was a fun storyline because it's Vegas and what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. Blah. Yeah. But like. <laughs> if the Columbus Blue Jackets had been in the final and they're like, the strip club in Columbus has offered them free lap dances, then show would have been like, no, no, don't put that on the air. Like, well, no. to be fair, I don't really think Columbus would be like, well, we wouldn't go because <laughs> it's Columbus. <laughs> we say that, but I bet you they've got like just the most, like it's one of those things where you don't expect it and then all of a sudden it's like super sex in Montreal and you're like, holy shit, look at this. Well, to be fair, I mean, once you have an NHL team, at least you, ha- you almost have to have at least one good one around. <laughs> and... um Strip clubs in the states are different than strip clubs up here too, right? Yeah, we also have to remember that. Like, well, yeah, yeah. they're just topless. If there's full nudity, I don't believe they're allowed to serve alcohol. Um, some states just don't let them exist at all. Like, yeah, the Bible Belt. Yeah, yeah, lots of lots of not happy people about that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's fucked. That like that they have they won't. Well, nobody will know if they take advantage of it. Yes, and I think that'll be the... the it's truth. up for the people in the room. Well, yeah, but that, again, like, my follow-up was simply, I was just curious if they actually, like, just, uh, like, even, like, a small release saying, like, we, we're honoring it, not, like, here's who's coming when, but... <laughs> coming, I don't know. That's terrible. Or, um, is, are there NDAs involved? Like... You almost have to be... I know celebrities, a lot of celebrities, like, if you want to hook up with them, you got to sign a paper that says you won't tell anybody about what happens. Well, uh, yeah, and I think the other thing is, too, is a lot of the, like, you know, hockey wives and girlfriends probably weren't terribly keen on no this, this you know, motivational no. thing. And, and then- some of them will have arrangements. Some of them will have agreements and understandings with their spouses that, like, you know, what happens on the road stays on the road or whatever. Like, you're <laughs> but, partying- but it's their hometown. <laughs> but, like, okay, so you got a week. You got a week where celebration you've won the with Stanley your cup. cup. You know, this is the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. Just don't get sick. You know what I mean? Like, well, as they quote in uh, Hangover, <laughs> whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, except STDs. That's what we'll call it, you home. Shit follows you home, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, it'll be interesting to see if anything more comes of that or if we never hear about it again. Because if, if you're telling me that the Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup and every strip club in Toronto wouldn't give them free shit for the rest of their life, you're just cooling yourself. Are you kidding me? Like, if they ever got past the second round, like, they'd yeah. be getting free shit at this point in time. But uh, I remember when they did that. Long, long, long time long ago. Time ago. <laughs> well, we'll see what uh, the new GM brings, and apparently they're holding on to Keith. But yeah, we'll see. Who we'll knows? see what happens. And but that's the joy of hockey and the off season and being an arm an armchair coach is and GM. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, GM. I'm more an armchair GM than I am an armchair coach. I'm like, get this guy, fire that guy, and then do what with them? I don't know. That's your job. <laughs> well, yeah, but until you watch the game, you're like, why is this guy out there? Fuck. Give yeah. Fuck. Yeah, we all do it. Why is that guy standing there for so long? <laughs> Justin Hall. <laughs> anyway. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did say it. But I think that'll do it this week for What's Fucked. Uh-huh. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck is that? And now, uh, the piece de resistance, if you will. Which fits nicely. <laughs> Which fits real nice. Uh, all things uh, food related. Yeah. Uh, we feel it's a it's a it's a great topic in the fact that um, food is everywhere. Everywhere you go, I mean, you need it to every live. day of our lives. Yeah, if and you, you're fortunate enough to have it. Yeah, you and uh, and then you know, 
this kind of ties into our previous cast about what we talked about travel is you know food all over the world like there isn't your standard you know just macaroni and cheese and mm. uh like you know the hot dogs and stuff mm-hmm. like that what you know we you have to really open yourself up to new things as we promote here it's you know the entire purpose of the podcast uh, and that doesn't you know stop at just trying new things that like it you know like new uh, sports and whatnot like foods is just as big if anything i mean look at like they've got an entire network on TV for just food. Like there's Multiple. food shows everywhere. Cooking I mean, like, channels are huge. They're massive now. Gordon like, Ramsay's one of the most famous people on the planet. The guy's got like a, like 15 TV shows right now, and the whole thing is is restaurants. Yeah, books. like you, and you can't even say it's not popular because people keep wanting more. Yeah, and then there's now there are all the travel shows where it's just now they're only solely food based. Like there's well, like I think access has helped a lot with that. I think the ability to have the internet and be like. I want to try something new tonight. There you go. There's everything you could possibly want. There's oh, yeah. all of human knowledge in, a, in, a, in your phone. What do you want to do? You want to make something? What do you want to make? You want to go somewhere? Where do you want to go? And like new restaurants and shit opening, movies are going to slow down. We talked about this last yeah. week. That like the movie industry is going to slow down. Going out to see a movie isn't going to be as a frequent a thing because there's just not going to be as many movies because they've got to pick and choose more carefully now with the money they spend. Restaurants open all the time. Yeah, and it's usually about the same cost, depending on what you're going and what you're having. Like, it's there's all kinds of room for exploration and travel tourism. There are people who literally run food tours of their city, and that's what they do for a job. Yeah, and it's and it's yeah, like you said, like you you don't even necessarily even have to leave your own city because there are like the access to like you said, like food tours where they mm-hmm. literally you, wine tours, like when mm-hmm. they throw in food with all the wine tours, like those are those sell like hotcakes, like mm-hmm. ever, like we know, like. Us and lots of our friends, we've gone to how, like how many like I like for me personally, I like the beer tastings. Mm-hmm. But again, food's a huge part of that. Whiskey tasting, whiskey ta- like we had a whole whiskey party for me yes, uh, on my fortieth, which was excellent. Yeah, but again, but the whole selection of food pairings mm-hmm. with that and how everything kind of ties into that. And the one interesting thing you said about movies, what's the biggest part that most people think about when they go to the movies? What are you going to eat while you're sitting there? Popcorn. Yeah. Now that, but look at the look at the offerings they have now. They've got burgers. Oh yeah. Fry. They've got like sushi. Whole, yeah. They've got yeah, and they've got frozen yogurt stage. They've like they're bringing in other like chain restaurants into the theaters now. Absolutely. Which brings up an interesting point though, because sushi, in what it is, which is raw fish, like I love sushi. Don't get me wrong. I I think it's delicious, but it's raw fish, and so the preparation of sushi needs to be. Spot on. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, and this is nothing against the 15-year-old working behind the counter at <laughs> Cineplex. I don't know that that guy's had the right training, or girl has had the right training to... Touch anything. Yeah, to like manage that kind of... Like, I get it. It comes pre-made and they just take it out and put it, but like, how long is it sitting on the counter before you threw it in the fridge? How long, you know what I mean? Like, there are certain yep. things that it's like, I would try that, but I'm not going to try it here. And yeah, and that's and that's completely warrantable given the surrounding. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, like you wouldn't take some guy in like in the street who's going to you know, looks like he's running his restaurant you know quote unquote out of a garbage can. Yeah, and be like, hey, if you give me twenty bucks, I gave you the sushi. You may be thinking you're not going to buy street sushi. No, but for some reason you will buy street meat, like street hot dogs. Yes, I have known very few people, including myself, who don't enjoy street meat. Like if you don't eat meat, obviously it's a different world, but. Like, you're coming out of or going into a game yep. or a concert 
or in London when I lived when I went to college I lived in London, Ontario. Um, <laughs> Just make sure that's important. Yeah, there's a big difference. <laughs> there's a big difference. Um, there was street meat vendors outside of all the bars, all the bars. Yeah, and like you would stop and get a hot dog every time, and like. Let's be real. The hot dog is not what you would call the peak of culinary excellence. Like, no, no, it is not. Just to start with, and now it's just some weird guy with a barbecue standing next to a bar with like yep. as many hot dogs as you want. Like, and, mm. and the whole thing is, is it, that just has to do with placement because yeah. it's again, it's not for what it is. It's the fact that it's food. Yeah. It is two thirty in the morning, and everybody is drunk and stumbling out. And you know what? I'm hungry. That's where you go. But certain street meat, like certain places I've gone, like a hot dog is a hot dog. A hot dog yeah. is basically going to taste like a hot dog no matter where you go. It might taste like a turkey dog. It might taste like a hot, like a pork hot dog, but it's going to taste like a hot dog. Sausages, on the other hand, yes, totally different game. Different. And there's so many butchers now. Like I recommend people go back to butchers. Yes. I think we've we've gotten away from butchers because we're like, oh, it's expensive and it's you know it's just meat, whatever. Inconvenience. Inconvenience because it's not at the grocery store already. Yep. Like there's a butcher there, but it's not the same. No, it's some again, fifteen year old who was hired to. So I think we need to go back to butchers because like they've been doing all kinds of stuff and mm-hmm. nobody's like the sausages. I got three different kinds of sausages at my house right now because they're good for like in a pinch. Okay, I'm gonna make pasta. I'm gonna cook the sausage off, cut it up, and then I'm gonna throw it in the pasta. And now I've got meat in my pasta. I don't have to fucking really worry about yes. it. Whereas like chicken, it's like, oh, i got to cook this whole chicken breast. Yeah. I don't want to die. <laughs> I mean, not that it's that difficult. But again, just sometimes, again, and the other thing that kind of ties into whole food is, again, food prep. Mm-hmm. And like, and we get that everybody, you know, is everyone's on a time crunch these mm-hmm. days. And again, this is where the whole fast food industry thrives because they know, you know, you you go, you got a family of four and every, like for us, for example, like between, you know, my stepdaughters, you know, she's got hockey and, mm-hmm. you know, Max has got T-ball and like, you know, we've got stuff on the go as well. It's just, you know, some days you just don't have the time to, you know. And McDonald's prep. is right there. And it's there's right. a drive through window and I'm going to take me three seconds to get him a cheeseburger and I'm out of here. There's always something available and around where you mm-hmm. need to go, which again, is not a bad thing. But again, it's now we're kind of just feeding into the whole. Well. You know, so the healthy aspect of it, you know, not for that sure. It's- and there's a struggle there because it used to be making your own food was considerably cheaper than getting fast food. Like Still considerably. is. <laughs> it is and it isn't. Like it depends for you guys definitely because there's four of you. So if you get two pounds of ground beef and you make a whole bunch of spaghetti sauce, yep. And then now you've got that leftovers, great. man. So good. But for a single person like me, like if I get like, I'm not going to buy four chicken breasts because I'm going to mm-hmm. cook them all at once and then I'm slowly going to eat them over a week. I'm going to be so bored of chicken by the end of that week I'm going to throw myself out the window. Like, so it, it's it's a toss-up. Like, it's really just a health thing. It's like, do I want any McDonald's? And I don't know if anybody else has noticed this. As I've got older, I've noticed that McDonald's doesn't taste as good as it used to. No. Well. Not that it was ever like the n- peak. N- yeah, it was never like, like the peak. But, I mean, for fast food, it was good. It wasn't bad, yeah. But now it's just like, especially... I don't know if it's necessarily just McDonald's, but I mean, everyone else, like, they used to have great food, but not only has it been kind of downgraded since then, but even the size and the portion sizes, and the only thing that's gone up is the goddamn price. Yeah. Because I remember you used to be able to at least get a combo of some sort, three to four bucks. Yeah. Under five. Always under five. Yeah. One combo now is damn near ten bucks. At least. And, like, even just, like, again, like, four of us, one of them was a four-year-old child. Yeah. You get a Happy Meal. The yeah. Happy Meal. 
the, like the basic and smallest portionings you can like get eight bucks is damn near ten bucks. Yeah, it's like well, the first half they don't even give them a toy anymore. The toy is a bunch of trading cards for just dance and like a crayon. Like that's you can't even give them a toy now. They like what am I fucking toys. paying for? They still give toys in Japan, so the hope's not lost. <laughs> well, to be fair, is. It's kind of far to go for a burger. Yeah, but it's a little out of the way it. just to get a toy, just to enjoy it. Like, and also, if nuggets. you go to Japan and only eat burgers, like, come on. Yeah, you're <laughs> clearly in the wrong place. You gotta yeah. know your environment. You should for that just stay in America town. It would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, no, like the food prep for sure. It's a huge thing. Like, um, like remembering to take shit out of the out of the freezer alone is its whole thing. That right? is, and and that's again coming part of the planning part. It's mm-hmm. not even so much like just the actual preparation of food. It's planning. For the preparation of the food. Again, like that's the huge thing. Because I don't know how many times we've done that where I'll be talking to Miss. I'm like, hey, did you remember to take this out of the freezer? And you're like, oh, fuck. So now we're either stopping to get new meat on the way home or we're getting takeout. Yeah. And it will normally, like even depending on, like if you got a few hours still, you might do the throw it in the sink and pray to God it warms up in time. Run warm water over it a bunch. Like like those weird tricks. Because you know, like... As soon as this is half thawed, like we have to cook it now. Like, yeah, we're, we're committed here. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so everything goes into it. So it's not even just necessarily the prep, as it is the planning to do the prep. And absolutely, and again, it's just depending on what you want to make. And that's I think the the other struggle, especially for certain families, is when you have people that only like have certain tastes, and especially if you have small children. Oh yeah. Oh fuck my noodles life. with butter. Just give me noodles with butter every day for the rest and, of my and life, and that's it. Like or. Yeah. You make a whole meal and they're like, no, like they're, they're having none of it because it's not. And I like Max is a huge chicken and fries kid. Right. Like we don't try to give it to him every day, but I mean like that's his jam Yeah. until we make him try something different. Yeah. And even then, like trying to get a child to try something is like, oh, it's the worst experience in the world. I found there's two kinds of kids. There's the kind of kids that are like, fuck yeah, I'll try anything. And there's the kind of kids who are like, I will only eat this, and if you give me anything else, I will go on a hunger strike, even though I don't know what a hunger strike is. Yes, but they know the premise very well, mm-hmm. and they will stand by that no matter what you do. So in those situations, well, for the prep thing, I tried HelloFresh for a while, and I think I tried it for three months, and it was awesome. It was a bit expensive, you know what I mean? Like, at the yeah. end of the day, it's like I am paying $80 for whatever, but it's still, like, I mean, it's about on par with grocery stores. I guess where HelloFresh falls off is, like, the grocery stores, you get the sale, right? So you're like, yeah. oh, pork chops are on sale this week. I'm going to go buy a bunch of pork chops, and then that way you're just going to eat those. Whereas HelloFresh, it's like everything is just kind of Yeah, that's the price. But in saying that, the one thing I really liked about that, especially in the vein of trying new things, is that they send you the recipe cards that you then get to keep. And all you got to do is take that recipe card and take it to the grocery store, and you can recreate that meal... And they have so many meal options when you're in there, like mm-hmm. when you're choosing what you're going to get. So you could try some shit that you might not have tried before. Like, um, what's that shit called? The, I shouldn't call it shit. What's the <laughs> the Korean, um, like, uh, cabbage? It's like a pickled cabbage. Bok, uh, not bok choy? Uh, no, that's, yeah, it's No, bok that's choy. the, no, bok choy no, is that's, lettuce. No, that's the lettuce. Um, uh, shit. Uh, shit. I know what you're talking about. I can't. I yeah. can't think of but, it. But so that stuff. There was like a there was a like a steak, I think, or some kind of meat that was done with that, and I was like, you know what? I've never tried this. I'm gonna try it. It was delicious. It was excellent. So um, we, we've tried something similar. I can't remember if it was HelloFresh or if it was something else. Uh the only thing 
that's a drawback for us because how you were saying it's relatively kind of expensive mm. but you have to consider what you're only doing it for one mm-hmm. see we're us like there's not a lot of meal plans Mm-mm. that they offer that are for four or more or they say it serves four but the servings are they're not on par with like if you have like four adults you're like there's no way this is feeding four people so that's interesting though because is that us saying you don't give us enough food or them saying for your age and weight this is how much you see that's what i think it's more based on like the nutritional guide of what you can only have but in which case is like so we're hungry all the time (laughs) yeah so the whole thing is is like let's be honest like you you're not going to get any kids out there they're going to be like you're going to portion control me you're going to be on this like kids are kids they need and they'll say it to the end like ask like any doctor in the world like if they're hungry they're growing they need to eat like, you can't just, like, I can understand more for us where it's like, this is what your recommended daily intake is. So that's what it's based on. Yep. But even then, like, there's days where, like, you know, you're like, I didn't eat much of anything else. Like, I want I want to have a solid dinner because I didn't eat anything else. Right. And that's what you want. And then you come home and then you see, like, the portion size that I give to you. You're like, what the fuck is this? But again, that's that's us being like, I didn't eat anything else all day. Well, why didn't you eat anything else all day? Because I was busy. Well, why were you so busy you didn't have a plan? You know what oh, I yeah, mean? Oh, yeah, but like, then it just becomes a whole thing. Yeah, and then it's like a lifestyle choice. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, And sometimes you're just hungry. Like, sometimes yeah. I smoke a shit ton of weed. Sometimes I'm really hungry. And guess what? That whole market is... That's that's a whole snack market in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And again, with, uh, with coming down to foods, like I said, like... People know the industry. Like, there's that re- correlation. Like, you know, do you think it's like a surprise that you know, most of these weed shops are next or nearby, like a grocery store or a <laughs> like or convenience a, store? A convenience store. Like, you yeah. think that's just happenstance? Like, the standalone store is in the middle of nowhere, or is it near all the amenities that are kind of with that? Some of them were definitely done by design. Some of them were just like, hey, this space is open. Sweet, let's sell weed. And you know <laughs> what I mean? And off they went. Kimchi, by the way, that was that stuff. That we ah, there it is. But. um yeah, no, I, I concur that, like, portion-wise, they're not great, but they are great for the prepping side of it. They are great for, like, if you don't want to be the person who preps. Because the other thing about the grocery store that I've noticed is there's a lot of shit in there. If you're trying to eat healthy, you just can't eat. Yes. Like, there is a ton of sugar at the grocery store. Like, yeah. if you took, I would love, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the meme, where it's, it's not really a meme, it's a picture of how much sugar is in each kind of drink and they have the drink above it and then the bag of sugar underneath it to yes. show how much is in it. That, I feel, is is probably the the smartest marketing uh, kind of, well, I wouldn't say ploy, but I mean, it's more or less kind of getting away, people away from that to understand, like, in this two-liter bottle of Coke, and then they have, like, literally, like, here's the sale of the two-pound bag of sugar, yeah. which happens to be the in, entire bag in the in Coke. This, yeah. in the Coke. And that visual representation, I think, does a lot more than what it used to do where people just say, like, you know, per blah, blah, blah millimeters, you have blah, blah, blah grams of sugar. Like, no one understands that. But when they see, like, the bag of sugar standing next to the two-liter pop, you're like, there's not much pop in this. It's no, like, oh. a lot of sugar, not a lot of pop. Like, I'm amazed they're able to make all this dissolve. I don't really know how this... But, so, it's funny you say that. Um, fuck, no, it's gone. I was up late last night. There's, there's stuff that's just going to go missing today. That's okay. But to like for that, like for me, is for you know gearing everything towards like a healthier lifestyle, which I think is is great for the world. I mean, like even myself, like I'm a type two diabetic, mm-hmm. and you know, 
I you know I'm not the best with certain foods and stuff like that, but you know I'll you know enjoy what I like, but tunics to a point. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to overdo and like destroy myself on certain things, but the flip side of eating healthier, yeah, the price tag that comes with eating healthier it goes now, way up. Is way, it's a huge difference, but again, so it comes down to the convenience factors. Okay, well, sure, this might have like the full bag of sugar. This has half, but it's also half the price. Why is a salad eight bucks and a burger's three? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and that, but that's the thing is again, it comes down to convenience because people are just on the fly. Like they just they need to eat something. And again, what we're saying here is we're not faulting anyone for anything no. because like I absolutely love shitty food. Yeah, I love healthy food. I like I love everything. It's just again, I ate like seven cupcakes yesterday. They and were little, but I ate them all. <laughs> As you should. Yeah. Like, we went uh, went for Father's Day to uh, Mrs. Brother's house, and guess what? There was a huge-ass cake. Yeah, it was. We had sandwiches, and then we had a big-ass cake. I love it. It's great. But uh, to kind of come back here, so yeah. we yeah. back around. Um, but, yeah, it's just it, the, the, the healthy side of the industry is really... Well, and like, like any industry, it's become very difficult to try and figure out what's what. You yes. know what I mean? There's so much information on it. Like, there's the one guy who's like, oh, you can eat carbs all the time and do this and that, and all you need to do is this, and you can be in shape. And it's like, oh, oh okay. But then there's the other person who's like, no, you absolutely can't eat any carbs. You only have to eat protein. That's the way the cavemen did it. That's the only way we can do it. Yep. My answer to that one is usually, cavemen did not have the greatest quality of life slash no. like, like life expectancy, so maybe we don't want to go down that particular road. But, like, keto... When they came out with keto, and I, I've seen keto work. I do not knock that it, it works for some people and doesn't work for others. But like when they came out with keto and they're like, yeah, instead of this, instead of bread, just eat bacon. I'm like, there's got to be a catch to this. And so we've, like Miss and myself, we've we've tried keto. Mm. And it, that's, so there's two parts to that is, again, like you said, works for some people. But the problem is most people suffer from ketosis mm-hmm. after a while. It's just like your body's basically like, shutting down because all you're eating is like fat and meat mm-hmm. all the time like and on paper you're like man all i can I, bacon's good for you like that's my kind of diet but the problem is is like even if you have it like two or three days in a row you're like man i just i don't really want bacon I like maybe i want that bread yeah <laughs> like well and bread is delicious it doesn't hurt the bread is delicious if you don't yes. think bread is delicious like i mean go talk to somebody <laughs> yeah. you, you gotta i'm italian out. Yeah. i gotta i gotta have me some bread <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so well, and it's it's. Fun. I was talking to a nutritionist, and they were like, they don't believe in in like zero fat yogurt. Yeah, and like zero fat. She's like, no, food has fat in it. That's the point. Like you're supposed there's fat. You need certain bo- fats your body needs. Avocados. Reason why everybody loves avocados is because it's a good source of fat. Yeah, I don't know that's why they love them, but some people <laughs> love avocados. Yeah. I've seen people like literally just skin it and eat it like that. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Of avocado by itself, yeah. I I like it in something, yeah. Like, like guac, like, obviously guac, yeah. Uh, like you know, like so you sandwiches, do, like, like, yeah, dips and sandwiches, yeah. and like uh, like uh, Miss loves avocado toast, for example, because it's with something. I, I find by itself, on it. there's I don't know. I find it like by itself, it, there's not a lot of taste to it, but that's no. just me. Yeah, I don't. No, find, that's it's, fair. Avocados like eggs. Yes. Eggs don't have a ton of taste. A really good egg tastes kind of creamy, and you because the yolk's good, right? Yeah. And you don't really like... But it's salt that makes it taste like what we're used to. Yeah, like, or and when you do egg salad, you throw the mayonnaise and some, like... I like to put in some dill in it now. And so salt. it's got, like, yeah, like, oh, like yeah. salt as well. Like, But there ha- like you said, it's one of those foods where you have to... I, for me personally, anyway. I, I just need to add something to yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. But no. anyway, not to destroy your point. But yes, but that, like avocados, and technically, yeah, I agree with you. There's, there's a good fat like that's in there and, and so we go into the health food store and they're like oh 
we can have this. And then all the variations, the variations, variations on um, like milk now. Yes. Like there's almond and there's cashew and there's oat. Oat. Uh, and there's, there's coconut and there's um, soy. And the, like, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It's like, well, which one's good for you? Well, soy's not good for you. Well, yes, it is. But is it? Is it bad? Like, yeah. I remember back in the day, we were, I was driving and I was listening to the news, like 680 News or whatever, trying to figure out the traffic. And they're like, new report. Tomatoes are bad for you. And I was like, oh, no shit. Oh. About two months later. Completely debunked. Driving. Same street. New report comes on. New report. Tomatoes are actually good for you. Are bad. <laughs> it's, but that's the thing, though. It's like, and depending on what side of the fence people are doing the research on, mm. everybody's going to have a good and bad to virtually everything. And this is what I, you know, to your point, is why it's difficult now mm-hmm. because everybody can justify their side of it. Yeah. Like, like you said, for all the different milks now. Yeah. Like, for the most part, like almond milk, soy milk, oat milk, they, like, when you get, like, and now they've got different versions of them, which is interesting because now they're like, if you have the true, regular almond milk, like unsweetened, try oh, yeah. it. it. tastes like virtually nothing. Yep. But it's supposed to be better for you. But what else sells that? The regular version that's vanilla flavored yep. sells way more Absolutely. than the unsweetened one because everyone's like, there's a flavor to it now. You've had to add something and it has a sweet taste to it. They needed to add that because otherwise they're like, why would I even drink this? So I like lattes, like co- like coffee, with oat milk in it because it's creamier. Mm-hmm. I've tried oat milk by itself. Like I tried just pouring it into cereal. Yep. No, it's not happening. No, I, uh, I again, that's how I felt when I've tried the like the unsweetened versions of certain milks. Yeah. So like the almond milk, the cashew yeah. milk. Like I put it in cereal, and the cereal itself is like you know whatever cereal. cereal. But the milk with it, like when it's like the unsweetened regular, I to your point, like I nope, no. it's it's not doing it for me. Like if I'm have to do it in a pinch, just simply just to eat something, I'm like okay whatever, but I, I won't enjoy it. But if they have like, for example, like the vanilla flavored one, I'm like, well, that just brings up to a little bit notch. better, yeah. And like that's what I'll use for because I don't like coffee. I'm a tea drinker, yeah. So like tea lattes and stuff like that, yeah. Like like the almond milks and stuff like that. But when it's in something else, you can put the unsweetened whatever. I don't care, yeah. Because it's the actual tea flavor that I. Love. I'll get a chai tea latte with oat milk, and it'll be like, oh yeah, this is delightful. This yeah. is like a chai milkshake that's hot, like yeah. which sounds kind of exactly gross it. when you describe it like that, but it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, it actually. But again, that's to our point. Try new things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that's what it is because it has that added creaminess to it. Yeah. And then, well, and then everyone's on like you know that whole kick about how actual cow's milk is horrendous for you. You're, you're not your body's not this, that, and the other. But you know what? There is a weird fact about cow's milk, yeah. which is that we are the only species on the planet that drinks the milk of another species. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah. No, it's delicious. <laughs> One of those things like I there's nothing better. Some days you just get a nice tall, cold glass of milk. Cows do good work. Like, yeah. I mean, steaks, milk, <laughs> yeah. you name Everything it. Everything about cows is just great. delicious. Yeah. And I feel bad for them about that because, like, you know, it's got to be rough being like, <laughs> shit, they really like us, but for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, but like every part of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no part of them that's like not enjoyable. It's like, well, what do you want to do with the wang? Let's give it to the dogs. They'll like that. <laughs> yeah, and they do. chew on that. They love yeah. it. Yeah, they, they are big fans of the bully sticks. With the oat milk, the the thing that I found. So when I first got onto it, I was like, okay. So then I looked it up. I was like, is this stuff actually good for you? Like, what's the ups and downs of it? Blah, blah, blah. And the one thing that was told me over and over again was like, oat milk should have three ingredients oats water maybe salt yep that's it so i go to longos or fortinos or whatever i think it was fortinos and i go to the oat milk section 
And there's four different varieties of oat milk. Obviously. So I start picking them up and looking at the back. There was one, I can't remember which one it was, unfortunately. There's one that was oat, water, salt. I was like, cool, I'll get this. But I looked at the other ones first, and they were all oat, water, dioxymethabolsavoate, <laughs> like, like just names I've never even heard yep. of or can pronounce. And I was just like, okay, I don't, like, how is this better than milk? Like, well, that's what I think is funny. It's just like when you, and, and that's what kills you when people say, like, make sure you read the ingredients. How the fuck can you? Like, for half the stuff, like you said, like you pick it up, you're like, okay, I can understand the oat. I can understand water. I'm going to go get my degree De- in biology and yeah. chemistry and come right Dextra back. Dextra ferrite, uh, yeah. sucrose, mucrose. No, uh, no. Like, like, I don't, I don't, are those good? And then, <laughs> like, so, like, you get those diets, because you, you wrote this down as a note, that, like, there's, there's certain diets and the shame that comes with certain diets. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, so you get these diets... And, and the one thing I've realized about the health industry is that no one diet works for everybody. No. There is no magic bullet in the health industry. No. You have to take your body type, your, like, realistically, it doesn't hurt to be in a situation where you go and sit down, maybe if it's just once with a nutritionist and be like, look, this is what I do. This is my lifestyle. This is this. What would you recommend as far as food as to what I should be eating? But, like, yeah, like, keto works for some people. doesn't work for others. Weight Watchers works for some people. doesn't work for mm-hmm. others. Like all those diets, and like there's this there's a stigma with the Weight Watchers one. Oh, I, but that's that's come from what well, I problem with Weight Watchers is I think from years that they've been around, everybody had a thing about them years ago because once you were on Weight Watchers, you were like immediately, even if you were just trying to get in better shape than mm-hmm. where you were, if you were on Weight Watchers, you're fat. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what it was, is that one was considered Weight Watchers is automatically associated. With being an obese person. Yeah. Like, and I don't think they've ever really been able to shake that label. No. But the whole thing is, is they're, they're offering products now. Like, they're, they've got their own, like, their own line of foods and stuff now. Like, in grocery stores. Like, they're obviously yeah. figured it out and they're doing well. Oh, they're still doing it, for but sure. I, but I think, again, that whole stigma of, that's why I don't think a lot of people kind of stick to that program. Because it still has that association where just because... You're a beast, like automatic Weight Watchers, like that's it, like here you go. Yeah, and I think that's a, a horrible state, like for them, like a business point of view. I think that's horrible, but I think other people look other places simply because of that. Yeah, and uh, so where I used to work, we had a Weight Watchers in one of the plazas. I still mm-hmm. work there, I guess technically, but um, one of, I used to have these buildings under my portfolio, and we had a Weight Watchers in one of the plazas. I used to see people going in there all the time. Mm-hmm. All different shapes and sizes. Yeah. Like, they were just... Some of them, it was a maintenance thing. Some of them found it easy to use. Some of them liked the food. You know what yeah. I mean? It was just like, it is whatever it is. There's a... The, the world is changing in, in the essence of, like, body positivity is becoming a much more frequently used term. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter what size you are. And I agree with that up to a point. I think that if you're a naturally big person... You shouldn't be made to feel bad about being a naturally big person. Yeah. I think that's your shit. And if, you know, but there is a level of like, okay, when is it getting to the point where it's unhealthy for you? You know what I mean? And then like, in that sense, you do have to like dial it back a bit and be like, okay, maybe I need to change up some of what I'm eating. I don't need to change my whole lifestyle. I don't think somebody who like, like that's, I, I don't Yeah, I don't know. I just get frustrated when people talk shit about other shit and it's like, it's their life. As long as they're healthy and happy, why are we fucking around? Yeah, and, and like you said, it's every every. There's no magic formula for everybody. Not everyone can hit that marker of 
well, you have to be 200 pounds or under. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, like it's almost physically impossible for some people. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's medical ways to get around that, blah, 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 but within reason, sure, but... Not everyone's going to get surgery to like. No, and nor should they. And as a society, we're never satisfied. We're like, yeah. oh, you're too big, you're too big, you're too big. Oh, now you're too small. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, is there like this, you magic know, magic scale, one pound difference in here somewhere that I can hit that will make everybody happy? You just, it's never going to happen. And that's and to to that logic, this is why. This is the only time where I'll feel bad for any type of celebrity and stuff like that. Like always being in the limelight, where it's. Say one of them gains a little bit, not even a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, and this is where I, I like, especially, like, again, I can, I can only assume from a male point of view. Like, when a woman puts on even a little bit of weight, and then, like, every news agency in the world is just destroying that girl. Like, oh, she put on, like, six pounds. She looks terrible. Absolutely. Like, I, like, I don't know about you, but, like, for, like, my personal attraction most women i don't like someone who's even too skinny like that bothers me like i just feel like you need to have some bread so (laughs) i i heard an interesting comment from somebody we gotta we'll get back to circle back second yeah but like i heard an interesting comment where somebody said i really started making progress in my health goals when i stopped looking at the number on the scale and started looking at how i felt in the morning when i looked in the mirror yeah. And so, like, am I be. good with how I look today? Do I feel good about me? Do I feel confident because of the way I look today? Yeah? Cool. Good. Let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as long as your doctors are on the same page being like, yeah. Because if your doctor goes like, look, your cholesterol is high and you're running the risk of, like, getting yourself in trouble going mm-hmm. forward in your life, then, yeah, you got to make some changes. But it's not a whole lifestyle alteration. Sometimes it is because sometimes some people have very bad habits. Like, there's yeah. people who eat fast food every day. And not even just, like, every day, like... That that's breakfast, lunch, and dinner day. And to those people, I would say, you know, try cooking at home. Go get a barbecue. Yeah, like go get it. You have a smoker. Oh, I've got two. You got two smokers. <laughs> you love because, your smoker. Oh, buddy. When when the world of and this is this will tie right back in. Mm-hmm. Um, when the world of like smoked meats was introduced to me, when I was obviously older, because when I was younger, I obviously wouldn't care. Um, that was like. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. This stuff is amazing. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite places to go to is uh, Memphis Fire. And, yeah, uh, and it's delicious. Like, when when that place kind of really introduced me to, when they did their sliders where they had the brisket, the pulled pork, uh, and I can't remember the other one. Probably I think there was just like, uh, oh, it might have been the Barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken. Oh, and the ribs too. Yeah. All smoked. Yeah. Like, fuck. So good. Yeah. And that's what, like, the real drive... For the smokers were because Mrs. Uncle uh, got a new smoker and he asked me if I wanted his Weber Bullet or uh, Smoky Mountain is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. He goes, "You want this?" And I was like, "Fucking right, I do." Yeah. And then when I first got that, when I like I did, I've done what pork tenderloin. I've done brisket a several times. I fucking love brisket, man. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god. Like I've tried different recipes and stuff, and that's where not only did like introduced to that food. But then introduced to making that food. Mm-hmm. Like, everything was a natural progression. Like, I can't... When I get that thing fired up, I can't wait to find a new recipe to try or Absolutely. a new rub for everything. And it was... All it had to do was simply is, what was this fucking food I ate? Like, that's all it took. So, there's a dude on Instagram. His Instagram thing is, I believe, at Overfirecooking. If you've... Ne- I know I may... I may be following him. There's another dude. It's like Grill Nation or Smoky Nation or something. So if like you don't follow him, follow him. Yeah. If you do, 
then enjoy. Um, his, like, he does most of his stuff on a smoker, or at least partially on a smoker. Like, he's like, I'm going to do this on a smoker while I do this on the barbecue, and you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, they go back and forth. But his stuff, like, his, he'll do whole skewers of, like, smoked shrimp with, like, stuff on them, like, oh, yeah. drizzled, like, uh, seasonings and stuff. Oh, yeah. He'll do, um, what's it, like, he's done huge breakfasts where he's got, like, just basically a huge flat iron plate that he puts on top of a fire that's like smoking up through it and he does eggs and sausage and bacon and hash browns all in the big thing and then just scoops it off to people and it's like oh that's the good stuff but that's all again it's just it's just a matter of like if people even just just not even like try to make the food just try the food Mm -hmm. like for me it's like like i said for for brisket like i had never really tried it before or Mm -hmm. like you know actively tried it but like if you ever have like a really awesome like some of these guys smoke the stuff for like 30 hours and like literally like it i won't even say like melt in your mouth isn't even like it's almost like vaporizes into air Mm -hmm. like Like it's so so well done when you put it in it's just holy fuck it is so good but it's just a matter of just being able to try that in order for you to have that appreciation for what it is because like i said not everyone's gonna go out get a smoker and want to sit there you know, six to 24 hours waiting for something to smoke, like, you know, within reason, obviously, like we don't expect everybody to do that, but the, like just even to appreciate what people do for prepping of stuff is outstanding. Like I, I, like most of the States, like I would love to do a run through the States and that one show with Guy Fieri there, uh, diver, yeah, that's it. Like he puts that's uh, to me is that's an awesome show because that's, that's my flavor. Like that's, that's the type of stuff that I love. Like, when you go to like those, and most of the thing is, most of those shitty dive places have the best food, especially in the states. Like, and that's the thing, like especially in the southern states, like oh, yeah. Texas, Louisiana, all that kind of shit. Like, yeah, like that's for me. That's that's my job. That's what yeah. I want to try. Tennessee. Yeah. So when like I haven't, I've never been to Tennessee. I've mm-hmm. never been to Texas. Like I haven't. Like again, we talked about this. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not a big traveler. Yeah. But that's the stuff that makes me want to travel because now that I've seen again through the TV show. Here's what they offer for food-wise. That looks amazing. I want to try that. For sure. And then again, it just it ties into trying new things, going to new places, and wanting to see that. So so Texas barbecue, obviously, is is crazy oh, famous. Yeah. Like, it's all over the world known. And um, there's places in Texas where you start lining up at 5 a.m. to hopefully get your brisket by 3 p.m. or, I, 4 or 8 a.m. I believe it. And it's, you know, like lines up the street. The guy who owns it, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. It's in the movie Chef. It's the Texas place they stopped uh, at. Yeah, I can't think of it either. Oh, Chef's such a good movie. But, so he, that guy said he used to do three briskets a day. Mm-hmm. Now he does like 128. I believe it. Because the whole thing is, is like, even when I do mine, like normally I, I only do mine from probably anywhere from six to eight hours. It's still an awesome, awesome smoke. Mm-hmm. But again, like I'm up five o'clock getting the coals out. I'm getting that whole thing fired up because by 6 a.m., like, if that's not in, then I'm not having it for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so. There, there's a lot of prep that comes with that. I think something that, but, like, I think that people shouldn't be afraid of food because of that reason. People get oh. afraid of food for a lot of reasons. There's the prep side of it. There's the sickness side of it. Like, oh, did I cook this chicken through? That, But that's a legit thing, though. Like you said to earlier, like, even with the sushi thing, like, a lot of people are afraid to try that because... What they're tied into is, okay, I'm going to get so sick if this isn't done Absolutely. Right. But that's why we have meat thermometers. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't know how long it takes to, first of all, go on the internet. They'll tell you. Yes. But if you don't trust that person, get a meat thermometer, 
Once it's above 165, once it's actually realistically, once you've hit the minimum marker of cooked, you're good. I was gonna say like if you hit 160 and you take that chicken off the heat and leave it to sit for five minutes, it'll hit 165 on its own. It'll go above because it's still cooking just from how hot it is, right? Oh yeah. So that's I think a lot of people are like, well, it's not at 165 yet. It's not at 160. Well, now it's at 208. Well, yeah, (laughs) because now it's done. It's still cooking. Like there's, but like ethnic food. I grew up around Indian food. Mm-hmm. My grandfather on my dad's side was from India, and my grandmother could cook it. So we grew up around it. I've never had an issue with it. But I also understand that when it comes to presentation, typically Indian food is lacking. Like, usually it's... <laughs> That's putting it like It's very like, here's a sauce with stuff floating in it. Good luck. The thing is, the stuff floating in it is delicious. Like And, and, and like, everything... I've never had an Indian food and been like, oh, that just tastes taste bad you know what i mean like it was just bitter or it was off-putting or it was way too sour or something like that i'm not a huge fan of their desserts but that's because they go way heavy on the sugar way he- i was gonna say like if there's one thing that they do for the desserts like they they also i can't i don't know what it's called but it's like it almost looks like a timbit yeah but it's just like slathered in this just like sugar just and milk. sugar yeah like just syrup yeah i've tried it it's good but immediately i was like i can feel my body sugar increasing it starts with a g but i i can't remember what it's called but again i'm so as a kid i was addicted to mango lassies which is mango in a blender with yogurt basically and mango juice but like you also have to understand that in india the mangoes are different they have the alfonso mangoes which are the spanish ones that are super sweet compared to the mexican ones which is typically what we get here which have like the red and yeah the red yellow the the alfonso ones are the ones that look more like a uh, kidney yeah um i was addicted to those like chicken korma uh, nan bread like if you don't like oh. nan bread you just don't like bread like, oh, that man. stuff is amazing so good but people see it and they're like i don't know about this like this is what? very brown this is very like the what colors are in it are super because there's that sauce it's like super bright green i can't remember what it is but they'll put it on top of pakoras which are basically all a pakora is, is like onions and batter and spices, mm-hmm. and maybe some potato, but I doubt it, in in like a ball. Yeah. And then you fry it, and you put this green sauce on it. It looks intense. It tastes delicious. Yes. And you just, you kind of got to get over it. The Korean thing. What did you send me the other day? The, or no, oh, Vietnamese. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second, before we violate everybody's taste here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, to your point is, uh, I think... It's not even so much, like you said, the, the visual presentation for a lot of Indian food is that, like, here's a bowl, and people just kind of look like, it just looks like a giant bowl of slop. Mm-hmm. But it is so good. So it delicious. Was, and I think that one of the takeaways from that is, especially when you're trying something new, because I know when I when I first went uh, to try Indian food at a restaurant, mm. I don't know how to even pronounce half the names oh, on yeah. the menu. Yeah. And I think the other problem was, is because I don't, I can't say it. I don't know what's in it, so I don't even know what the fuck I'm ordering. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's probably a big deterrent why people are kind of skeptical on it. Because even when they ask certain people, like until the waiter comes in, it's like I because I love chicken tikka masala. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I love it. I didn't have a fucking clue what it was when I ordered it. Yeah, like I even was like I don't know what this is. It sounds delicious. So in those situations, I would recommend just talking, like you said, talk, like you would talk to the waiter, right? Yeah, I had to, because I was like, yeah. I don't know what any of this yeah. section is. Like, you need to, <laughs> the white man needs help Break here. it down for me. Well, so this is something else. I think that a lot of North American culture gets afraid of the spices of some of this stuff. Like Indian yeah. food can be hot. 
Mexican food can be super hot. Yeah. Korean food can be super hot. Because other parts of the world, they really like the spice. Spice. And it's funny, too, because when you go down to the States and you go far enough south, spice becomes very, because of, like, I'm guessing because of proximity to, to Mexico, spice becomes more prevalent. Yes. The higher up you get, the more British it gets. Yes. And the British... They don't, they don't like them spices. Before they went to India and took all the recipes, they did not have any spices. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for that one. But, um, yeah, no, like the, and so I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's going to be too hot. Like if I eat it, it's going to burn my mouth out. And you're right. In some situations, some it will. Some situations, that's true. But they'll usually tell you when that's the case. And, and, like, that, and that was what good about it because they even asked me for the, when I first ordered it, they're like, how, or how hot do you like it? Mild, medium, or hot? Yeah. And I was, and that's even then, like even... Because some people, like you said, like some cultures, mild mm. is still fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> like in comparison, because like even ask them, like, when you say mild, how hot are we talking? Because myself, I enjoy I enjoy spice. Yeah. So for me, is when I say mild, I'll I'll try mild for food I don't know. Absolutely. That and that's kind of my rule. And work your way up. Yeah. Because yeah. I because I just I don't know because it's not that I'm worried about spice. I just want to see what the range is because I don't know what it is. So I ordered. Thai food maybe two weeks ago and I got the medium spice because mm-hmm. I couldn't remember what the spice range was at this particular restaurant and the answer was it was weaponized like <laughs> it was so hot I was like like I'm trying to get through it and I'm sweating and my mouth is open the whole time because you're trying to bring cold air <laughs> yeah. in at the same time and like I know all the tricks like bread and butter yogurt milk like if you're ever in a situation where you eat something that's too spicy you want dairy. You want you want stuff cream. that's gonna coat cream. coat your throat, your stomach, your mouth, all of it, and just like put that out. But yeah, I was eating this Thai food, and I was like, "This might be it. This might be how I go." <laughs> I just burned to death from the inside out. So there, yeah, be be careful about that, but don't shy away from food for that. Like, I mean, Thai food is amazing. It is, and that's the whole thing. Is again, it's that once you have to understand because there's never, I've never found any. Any restaurant you go to that offers something that you have no idea, I've never found a restaurant where somebody hasn't been able to explain to me what the fuck it is I'm ordering. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the real key is a lot of people just don't like to have conversations with people, especially if they don't know something. And, and again, what we promote here. Like, like, there's nothing wrong with asking. Like, nope. You're giving them money for their product. Yeah. They want you to come back. Yeah. So they're not going to lie to you. Yeah. And they want you to tip well, too. Yeah. And that whole thing is like, if, the, if you don't have a good experience, like... That's their business. Like that's that's what their bread and butter is. Hundred like, percent, literally. If, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They need you to come back, so yeah. they're not going to lie to you. Yeah. And then, so to what your point was, what I sent you the other day, what I originally said to you was, this is something that I, I had found. It came up on Instagram or something, uh, and I assume it's because we were talking about it. So naturally, the algorithm of my phone just magically it. picked yeah. up. Like, hey, look, here's a new food. Yeah. Uh, there is some stuff that I I don't give a shit what you give me. I will not fucking try. No. Like, some of the delicacies for sure. Like I I grant you. Like like everybody Indiana Jones and the um, Temple of Doom when they get the monkey brains. Yes. So yeah, somewhere they eat monkey brains for sure. I, I have no doubt in my mind. I don't know if it's in India. I don't know if it's in other parts of the world. But somewhere they eat monkey brains because a lot of cultures they eat things that we don't eat because that's what's around them at the time. And like yes. you know what I mean? They they go into that. I personally don't think I could get through brains. Maybe I could if they because I know that a lot of chefs cook. Uh, it's called awful, but <laughs> the, a lot of chefs cook it. I almost think sometimes they cook it just to prove that they can make it delicious. I think that I think that also might be the key to that is like if people cook it they'll eat it but yeah. 
to make it mainstream, I need to do something to it. Will people hear? Hundred percent. And when it comes to restaurants, what I've noticed about a lot of food from around the world is it's meant to be shared with a large group of people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yeah. um, my buddy Robbie loves Ethiopian food. Mm-hmm. That's just a huge platter of stuff that's going to come. A lot of dips and spreads and stuff yeah. like that, and you're just going to like scoop and yeah, eat. It's and whatever. made for multiple people. Same with Indian food. Like yeah. it's well, that's what's a big say, like, pile of stuff that you're going to spread around a bunch of a bunch of people. Uh, Asian cooking, like Chinese, Korean, Vietnamese. A lot of it is, here's a big bowl of thing, scoop it out onto everybody, and then everybody eats, you know what I mean, together. So I think when you're trying new stuff in these types of realms, it wouldn't be a bad idea. It would behoove you, I've been trying to use that word as much as possible (laughs) lately, to get like four or five people, go to the restaurant, everybody orders some shit, put it in the middle of the table, get five side plates... Start treating it like a buffet. You know and, what I mean? And that would be absolutely the easiest way to do it because, mm-hmm. like, how you expose yourself. Because then you're not just doing it to yourself. Because, again, like, even just going to a restaurant, a lot of people don't want to go by themselves. Mm-mm. Like, especially if it's a sit-down. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like a lot of people are just like, okay, it looks They feel weird. they're being judged. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I've done it. I don't, because I, I generally don't give a shit about other people in general. But, again, like, if you can... I mean, takeaway is easy. No, one, there's zero judgment on that. But if you want to go sit down to enjoy something, absolutely, bring a group and preferably bring people that also maybe if one person knows about it mm-hmm. and then everyone else doesn't, then it's just helpful around. Then it's just you're getting your fill. You know, at least somebody will eat it if no one else will. Absolutely. So and and that's the thing. That's a very good point. That like maybe you got something you don't like. Maybe they got something they don't like. Maybe yeah. if you switch them, you're laughing. Yeah, and and that's and that's all it ever takes. Uh, and then to to go back to my point about what I sent you, it was Vietnamese, and it was essentially giant live grubs in like uh, maple yeah. syrup. Yeah, and even the guy said the way you have to eat it is you have to eat it from the back first because these things can potentially bite you as you're trying to eat it. Yeah, so, I don't do live things mostly anymore. No, so for me, it's like, you know, not everything you need to try. I mean, I know of it now. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, there's no fucking way I'm going to try it. But that's me. Well, so it's like, but that's something else too. Is like, you see that one thing about Vietnamese food and you're like, oh. But then it's all Vietnamese food in your head. Exactly. It's like, it's, like it's all got living stuff. And which isn't true. And but then I sent you the banh mi sandwich, which is yeah, a Vietnamese thing. Yeah, which looks thing, fucking outstanding. Which is like, you know, for all the awful colonization that happened, at least the French left the bread recipes behind. <laughs> so the Vietnamese apparently make unbelievable baguette. Like... Oh, and I love me a good baguette. They nailed it. And this, so they make these sandwiches, banh mi sandwiches, and it's like there's pate, and then there's meat, and then there's... Uh, cucumbers and shredded carrots and shredded um, I want to say sometimes it's got sprouts in it I've seen that but they're delicious like they're unbelievable it's like a sub that we've never tried here before because we wouldn't put those things on a sub no so yeah you gotta like yeah see some things and be like no I'm not eating that like I get it and and some things you just you're not gonna be able to get around if you can Cobra Whiskey in uh, Asia Cobra Whiskey where it's like a dead Cobra floating in this big jar of whiskey and they pour shots, and you do the shots, and it's supposed I've to be like this thing. Never heard of that. But I, don't I don't really know if I need to try Cobra whiskey in my <laughs> but life. Again, it's but I might. Option. Yeah. If I, I was there, and they're like, "Do you want this shot of Cobra whiskey?" And I'll be like, "What are the odds I'm going to die?" And they're like, "Very slim." I'll be like, "All right, here we go." I mean, you could die here from anything here. I mean, with the amount of people putting like syringes and shit, in things oh, here. and so. like just the amount of just the amount of crap we have at the grocery store. Anyways, you could like 
I was walking by, I was at Walmart yesterday and I was going to buy some stuff, like small things for like people coming over. And I walked by the aisle that was the snacks aisle. Now I'm a snack fan. You are a snack fan. Oh, I love, love a good snack. But like, holy shit, dude. Like if you didn't have diabetes going into that aisle, you were going to have it walking out. Like I already have it. The Joe Louis and the moon pies and the flakies and the, that stuff alone. And then the other side, there was all the gummy stuff with the sugar then the salt. And then there's the chips that were a little bit further chips down. Chips have their own aisle. <laughs> but then those chips, like, so pretzels. Pretzels were pretzels. Then they were covered in chocolate. Then they were covered in chocolate and caramel. That is like, why don't you just give us chocolate and caramel and save the fucking pretzel some time? I, again, that, but again, it just the way that everything sells. Like, there's there's this, but then now here's the extreme version of everything because they know people will try this. Because if you love this and you love this, how could you not love when we put all 18 things together? That's a fair point. Well, it's like Starbucks. They have like five things that taste like coffee and then the rest of it tastes like sugar. And then who doesn't love a sugary coffee? Ice, well, ice like coffee. It. And I like the... So it's funny. I When I worked for a certain company, we used to stop and get Starbucks a lot because the guys who worked there really liked Starbucks. So we would get Starbucks all the time. And at that point, I didn't really give a shit about what I drank from Starbucks. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of grabbed whatever looked delicious. Some of this shit is your entire day's calories... In a cup. In a cup. Yep. And you're going to have it at 8 a.m., and then realistically, you're done for the day. If you were going to try and stick to like a healthy diet, yeah, you're done for the day. Yeah, but again, again a lot of places do that, but it simply just comes back to just well, you know you're going to love this taste. And again, a lot of people don't think about you know the caloric intake. Like normal people don't. I don't look like when I go to you know grab a tea from Tim Hortons. I don't think to myself how many calories are in this. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's not that's not how I think. Mm-hmm. I think. I need some because it's fucking 6 oh, yeah. a.m. I just need a fucking... There's apps you can get for calorie counting and stuff like that. But realistically, you need to count calories for two reasons. Either you're having way too much, which is pretty easy to spot. Yep. Or you're not having enough because you're trying to work at a caloric, caloric deficit to get to lose weight. Yeah. And that's fine. But like every health professional I've ever heard of says like you can't just diet to lose weight. You can't just exercise to lose weight. Like it's a combination of a lifestyle that you have to choose to live there. Yeah. And... If you're not prepared to make that choice, then, like, my dog doesn't get walked. I can't walk the dog. It's like having eight panic attacks for the dog. The vets, the trainers, all of them were like, stop walking this dog immediately. Okay. But then we had to adjust how much food he gets every day. Because he's yeah, not he'll just exercising. He's just going to sit around and get fat. So it was like, no, okay, we got we to gotta adjust how much food you can have at a time. Um, it's... I don't know where I was going with that. But realistically, it's like... You just got to, you got to find a way that works for you. Like I said, not all these diets are going to work. Not all these, like if you're a non-active person, you have to adjust your diet accordingly. But realistically, you don't have to make so much of a drastic change if you decide I'm going to get a little bit more active. Yeah. So if you're like, I really like pasta. I don't want to cut it out of my diet or bread. All right, cool. Consider adding a 15 minute walk to your day. Doesn't take much. Nah, it really doesn't. And that's the whole thing is it it really, to counteract like how much you enjoy something. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much. Like, and any, again, like any health person will tell you, like, even if you just add that post dinner walk, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't have to be post every single meal necessarily. No. Just help digestion. That's yeah. essentially, you don't need, it's not even just necessarily You'll like sleep anything better. else. Like, yeah. It's just, it's a simple fix. Mm-hmm. And that's all it takes. But again, everyone, you know what? Do what you want. Like, 
food is amazing, but Look, like the one thing we take away is like just try it. Like don't let it be a deterrent. Like don't, you don't necessarily have to. Well, and I think some people get bored with food. I, I think you, there's certain times like you have to, which is why, again, to your point, like if you have literally every day, it's chicken breast, 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 chicken breast like it's just. Not, it's almost to the point it's like I, I've given up on life. Like yeah. I only, I'm going to go eat a whole pizza to myself just to feel better about the fact that I've eaten nothing but chicken for a month. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've, you know, way back in the day you could eat your own whole pizza and be like, Oh, this is great. Like now it's just like, I I'm, I'm good with my two. Yeah. I've had my two slices. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I might get a third later if I get adventurous, but I'm probably good. The yeah. other thing I want to say quickly is that like the best thing I've found for like investigating new food is still those food travel shows where uh, like somebody 100%. feeds Phil where he's going all over the world. Stanley Tucci's Italy Stanley one. Tucci's Rome. He, yeah. Like they're, they're going out and they're trying all this food. They're going to show it to you. They're going to show you exactly where you can get it. So like if you're not world traveler, if you're like, I'd rather just kind of stick to North America, Canada and the U S cool. They're on there. Montreal's on there. Um, Vancouver's on there on one called breakfast, lunch and dinner. Where Seth McF- or Seth McFarland, Seth Rogan meets up with a chef, and they go around and try all the delicacies in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. There's um, that somebody feed Phil show is one of my favorite shows of all time, just because he goes everywhere. He went to San Francisco, I think it was San Francisco, it might have been San Diego. Either way, and saying something, yeah, and had like a feast of like all different things. He was all over the city, and it's trying you know everything from three star Michelin restaurants to like. Mom and pop shops, like donut shops and bagel shops and stuff like this. Where Which I, like, s- I still think are easily like the, the best places. Because even when we like when we went to New York, for example, yeah. New York is a hub for food. Man. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. everywhere you go is just like, and it's. They have their own style of pizza named after them. It is so cheap there, too. So, like, mm-hmm. again, like you wandering around 3 a.m., guess what? There's still like 1,300 pizza shops that are open that, like, like and I'm not even talking just open, like, there's no like door or even a wall. Like you literally walk in and like there you are. Grab your pizza and you're out and you're out. When I was in France, when I was in um, Paris for my thirtieth birthday, like I didn't know shit about France. I, I knew like a little bit about it, but I didn't know shit about where to eat. Yep. And my friend who came with me, she didn't know shit about where to eat. So we went. Just like it was morning, and we're like, all right, well, <laughs> this looks like a bakery. Let's just stop and get croissants. Mm-hmm. We did that every day for seven days at different places. Yeah. And every breakfast and lunch was like the best breakfast and lunch you've ever had. Dinner was a little bit hit and miss because French food is extremely rich. And it's yeah. like, all right, maybe this is a little bit much. Maybe I don't want this, whatever. But but you tried it. I tried yeah. it for sure. That's where I tried. So that's where I learned that the blue cheese we get here and real blue cheese are two totally different things. To me, I associate that to the... Quebec French and actual French, they, like pretty close. French. Like so, like, the, it just they're not the same. The blue cheese we get here, if you don't go to like a cheese shop, is like the chicken wing blue cheese. Yes, and it's like in a sauce for some reason, and <laughs> it's very intense. And like I mean, I've eaten it, and I can. It's fine, but when I was in France, we stopped at this little bistro place. And we're like, okay, we just got to grab lunch, and then we got to get off to this other place. And so she ordered a cheese plate for lunch. And I was like, yeah, it's not a bad idea. You know, five different kinds of cheese, bunch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there was blue cheese on it. And I was like, I don't, I don't fuck with blue cheese. And she's like, no, no, you got to try this. Like, it's fucking different. Like, trust me. So I I had it and I was like, see, I would eat that. Like, that's delicious. So it just shows you, like, even some of the stuff that you know now that you might not like, Mm 
If you go somewhere else and try it, it might be a totally different ball totally game. Totally different experience. Except Brussels sprouts. Those are the product of the devil. But everything <laughs> else... Not that bad. <laughs> everything else is like... There's a, there's, a, there's a different option out there somewhere. If you don't like asparagus, if you have it wrapped in bacon... You know what I mean? Oh, like Game changer. Yeah. Like, I mean, totally you'll different. still piss asparagus like yes, the crap. It's still yeah. terrible. But the bacon helps. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but again, it's just like you said, like you, you change it up. You, you get rid of that that weird flavor like it's like we spoke earlier about like avocado like you know by itself it's mm-hmm. one thing but if you add it to something else then it it's just that simple it becomes something so much better so i think eggs benedict is one of the best things that ever happened to breakfast but for multiple reasons because of hollandaise sauce well hollandaise sauce for one which is so bad for you but so good so good but eggs benedict is very much like the hamburger of the breakfast world because you can put anything else you want with it you yes. can have it with ham you can have it with Bacon. I understand there's the same animal. I've seen the Simpsons. <laughs> but, like, you have it with smoked salmon. I've seen people have it with brisket. I've seen people... like So, like, your meat yeah. can change. I've seen people, instead of an English muffin, they use toast. I've seen them use um, potato latkes. I've seen them use, like, pretty much anything you can rest it on as, like, a base. Yep. You can use that. So, and then they add things to it. Different people put certain, like, spreads with it and stuff like that. Or you can, you know, hot sauce, a simple addition to that. Like, anything. Anything. Same with, like, like breakfast... The thing I don't like in the breakfast trend is, one, how much you're forced to eat in one meal. Like, hey, I just want two pancakes and some bacon. And they're like, okay, well, we have a meal that comes with three eggs, hash browns, five pieces of bacon, and four pancakes. Do you want that? No, I'd like two pancakes and some bacon. Okay, different meal. It comes with three eggs, six pieces of sausage, hash browns. And you're just like, you're not getting the the picture here. Or... This new thing that they've gotten into where they put this, like, icing sugar on top of everything. Yeah. I'm a fan of icing sugar. Cinnamon buns I, are delicious. I don't need that shit on everything. And that's the whole thing is, like, so of every, any meal, and we'll get to this in a sec, because, yeah. like, for me, my favorite meal of the day is breakfast. Yeah, yeah. And, again, it's because of the varieties you can do with breakfast. For sure. Obviously, you can do different varieties of everything. Yeah. But, for me, is that's why I like breakfast, because most of the time, it's just, it's simple, and it's... And, it's the meal, like, for me, is if I don't have breakfast, like, I'm fucking miserable the rest of the day. Like, yep. I, I am not... Angry. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm done for the day. But I love the combinations of, like you said, like an eggs, eggs Benny, because it can be changed simply. Like, shit, there could be days where I don't even have the ingredients. And I'll be like, okay, I can take an egg. I can just make scrambled eggs. Yep. I'll throw some salsa with it. Yep. Guess what? I've made like a half Mexican breakfast. A little bit of cheese on it, if you yeah. want. Yeah, and it's just and it's just that simple. Like some days, like even with Maisie, like she just likes scrambled eggs, a little bit of ketchup. Mm-hmm. Simple. Max will do the same. But then if he's like, "Oh, I don't want this egg," well, guess what? I'll just make an over easy egg for him. He's like, and now it's completely different for him because yep. he's like, "Oh, look, now there's yolk everywhere. I can dip my toast in it." Well, and omelets. Oh, toast soldiers. My mom used to make those all oh, the yeah. time. Where they're like, I'm going to make you hard boiled egg. Well, soft boiled egg. Sorry, and yeah. then I'm going to make toast soldiers, and you're going to dip them in the egg. Yeah, cool. and the whole thing is, is like to them, it's like, "Oh, it's a new food." You're like, "Nope, mm-hmm. same fucking same thing." thing. <laughs> omelets. Once you get comfortable with that, oh flip, yeah. I mean, omelets. Omelets are a great way to clean out your fridge. Yes. Without <laughs> having to throw a bunch of stuff yeah. away. Well, you're like, yeah, the leftovers are going to turn. Guess what? They're all vegetables. From I was going to say, I got mushrooms, I got green peppers, I got onions, I got garlic. Yeah. You got, you got three eggs, you got a bowl, you're done. Add some cheese. Yep. Call well, it a you day. Gotta, you got to add the cheese. Always. Always. Um, cheese in itself is its own thing. There's a place in Toronto called the Cheese Boutique. And if you've never been, it is the mecca of cheese, in, in this area at least. I was going to say, there's actually one in Dundas... Uh, 
Uh, there's a good place in Dundas. Uh, what the, I can't remember what it's called. It's the cheese boutique awesome. though is like huge. Like it's oh, yeah, like well, two no, warehouses like, and yeah. like yeah. This one's more like an actual like boutique because it's like small, but again, it's, they do the whole it's the every most expensive olive oil I ever saw in my life was there. It's thirty five hundred dollars. Oh jeez. It's supposed to be some fine olives, but <laughs> in saying that, like, I think I was thirty four before I realized what burrata was. And a lot of people are like, "What's burrata right now?" You know what I mean? Like, well, now you got to. It's essentially burrata is very <laughs> similar to like fresh mozzarella. It's just like creamier. Like when you cut and, into and, it, and a mozzarella is a creamy cheese. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, like burrata is like typically burrata would be served like by itself with like tomatoes around it or something, and then like crackers and dips and stuff yeah, for like spreading. It's, it. it's a very crackery yeah. cheese, but like. Then I found out about it, and I was like, "What other mysteries of this world have been?" Had? Oh yeah, and don't get me wrong; like, like cheese is so good. I I could eat cheese on cheese on toast, cheese on pizza, cheese on anything, cheese on anything, cheese on everything, cheese the world, <laughs> cheese on my hand. It's we fine. got a buddy who will not eat broccoli unless it's covered in cheese sauce. Yep. But if it's covered in cheese sauce, he can't get enough of it. Nope. But again, to be fair, there's a lot, there's a lot of children the same way. They're like, "Oh, broccoli's stupid." Like, "Oh, you warm up a little bit of cheese on top." That's like, "Oh, this is the best meal ever." Mm, yeah. Cheese. Again, like cows for the win. Yeah, again. And goats. Like, I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from goats. A lot more intense, but still, like, that's quality cheese. Well, I, but the meat coming from goats, like goat and lamb and stuff, like, I find that they're, me personally, I... They have a flavor. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they aren't, for me, on certain ways they're prepared. Like, like lamb by itself, like lamb chops. Yeah. I'm not crazy about them. I'll eat them, but I'm just not crazy about so them. So, I desperately want to try... Um, a harissa lamb, which is where they put the whole lamb in the oven underground, and the whole thing cooks off, and then they just basically bring it out and put it on your table, and they're like, "Here you go, pick it apart." And it's like a whole table of people. They do it a lot in the Middle East. I was gonna be like, yeah, I don't know, if they do that around. around no, no, it's here. Middle East, but it's funny because that's just the way we were raised. They have a lot more lamb there, so yeah. they cook a lot more goat, lamb, all that yeah. kind of stuff. They're used to it. We have cows here. We're yes. used to cow. You know, like bison can get by because it kind of tastes the same. Yeah, it's very similar. But it, we're used to that. We're used to like chicken, turkey, cow, pig, maybe lamb sometimes, yeah. and then assorted fish. Yes. You go overseas, it's not like that. They're no. used to a whole bunch of different stuff. Like Wagyu beef does not... like. I didn't think it was this like it doesn't taste like beef. It, it's it's delicious. It's a whole other level, but to me, it doesn't taste like a steak. You know what I mean? Like it's not the same shit. So I think I, I think it when you're traveling, eat what's there too. Like don't eat because you can go anywhere and find McDonald's. There's a McDonald's in Russia. There's a McDonald's maybe not in Afghanistan, but they're not touring really well right now. Right now, so. Yeah. Well, to be uh, fair, neither is Russia. No, same. Yeah, actually, fair. Like, I mean, and so there's there's Americanized, Westernized, Westernized food all over the world. You can get it in a pinch if you want. And if you're like, I personally, my stomach does not love traveling. But that's to be said about a lot of people. But again, it's not because of necessarily because of the food itself. No. It's because we aren't adjusted to what it is that they eat. 100%. So take some gravel with you oh i'm just kind of like boom all right i'm good i'm i eat and then i'm good um yeah because so it's interesting honey like honeybees and honey and shit like that they say that if you can you should eat honey that comes from your area 
Yes. Because the bees that they got that honey from pollinate on flowers that you interact with on a daily basis. Yes. So your body is just more used to Yeah, it. you're just accustomed to that particular thing. So, and like all the honey in Brazil is like a totally different beast. They have like something like 3,500 different variations of bees that make all these different kinds of honey. A lot of it's a lot waterier. Like it's more like a, like a natural like meat. syrupy. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, that was just honey alone. Like you could go so many different ways with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Trying new things in that vein. Try some honey with some stuff. The other day, I'm not a cottage cheese person. I don't hate it, but it's just like, I'm the same way. Like I, it's not my. I like I couldn't just like grab a cup and just no. eat cottage. But cheese. if you throw it in lasagna, I won't notice. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Or yeah, anything if, again, ricotta, anything like that. Yeah, again, if you add it to something, yeah, you, you sometimes you don't even you don't even taste it at all. You wouldn't no. even know the difference. Or it just adds a nice texture, or yeah. it, like adds a certain something to it. Yeah, it's just a certain flavor difference, or how it's paired with something. But, but like on its own, again, like I've seen people like that enjoy cottage cheese by like eat like yogurt. I was like. Yeah. Not for me, man. No. But, all right. Knock yourself out. But so, because I've kind of plateaued on some of my fitness stuff that I'm trying to do, I was like, hey, that means I need to change something about yeah. it. So what I needed to change was breakfast. Because my breakfast was shit every day. It was a coffee from Tim Hortons and probably a cheese croissant. If they were out of cheese croissant, it was a cheese tea biscuit. Both of them are just like processed garbage yeah. coming from Tim Hortons. Like, I'm sorry, Tim Hortons. You know where you got that croissant from. They, they're not offended. They no. don't care. So... <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to switch to yogurt and berries and granola. And I did that for a bit. But like we were said, you get bored of food after a while. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I need to switch it up. And they're like, well, the other thing with a lot of protein in it is cottage cheese. And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess it does have a lot of protein in it. So I bowl the cottage cheese. I put berries on it because I was like, I need something. And then I had this smoked honey that I actually got from a place up uh, around us, on App- just north on Appleby Line in Burlington, called Backed by Bees. And they had a smoked honey, and I drizzled that on top of the shit. Now that was delicious. Sounds delicious. That changed the whole game of cottage cheese. Now I was like, this is just like you know, yogurt with texture. Yeah. And then <laughs> there's honey and fucking berries all over. It's delightful. Um, actually, I highly recommend smoked honey. It's fucking awesome. I intend on trying it now. Well, anything smoked for me. I'm, so you I'll get smoked it. honey, and you go smoke some chicken breasts or something, and you put a little bit of that on it. And... That's what I'm talking about. See, so excited. You get so excited about this stuff, like, so easily. And you just got to go out and try it because there's so many recipes. There's so many. You can go Masterclass. You know Masterclass? Oh, yeah. Masterclass, we should actually probably talk about that more. Maybe we do a Masterclass episode. Because you want to talk about trying new things. There is an entire website devoted to trying or bettering. Yeah, I was going to say, they enrolled the Masterclasses. It's, there's a kind of a focus to each one. Yeah. But again, if you want to try something, like you want to get a real deep down dive into something, yep. like that would be absolutely the way to go. Um, we should start looking on there for topics. Um, just to steal them. Unrelated <laughs> to anything. <laughs> but um, Gordon Ramsay was on there. So when I had Masterclass, Gordon Ramsay was on there. And I was like, oh, okay. And I have a recipe that I still make to this day that I got straight off him. It's, for this, it's called Chicken Supreme. It's really easy. But he's like, yeah, here's how you do it. And he like walked you through it, and then it came with a cookbook that had all of his stuff in it. So it's like, oh, there's all kinds of fun recipes I can try in here and try new shit. 
of course, you like kind of fade off after a while because you're like, oh, oh yeah, Gordon, I'm okay, not yeah, gonna, they kind of words out. I'm not gonna cut the shallots for three hours before we like it's too much, Gordon. It's too much. <laughs> yeah, but again, like he does that, like that's his job. So it's yeah. kind of like it's not mine. So well, and I'm he doesn't gonna... even do that anymore. You got people who prep that shit for yeah. him. He just shows up and dumps <laughs> stuff in. He's like, yeah, this is how I would do it. <laughs> Here's my stamp, and here we go. Exactly. But yeah, I think all in all, like in the vein of trying new things, I think definitely trying new food is a is a good way to and a small way to start. You know what yeah, I mean? and that's the thing is it's not a big dramatic like public affair to try a new food. Like even if you're like, hey, it could be just as simple as you know, I only eat gala apples. Yeah, maybe you try an empire. Maybe yeah. you try a Granny Smith. And it could just be that simple. Don't let past prejudices about certain things, certain words, scare you off. Yes, I can give you a quick story. We had a buddy, another buddy of ours, made a curry. It was delicious. We all ate this, fucking hammered through this. He ate a plate of it, went back and got a second plate of it. As he's eating the second plate, he goes, this shit's really good. And he turns to our buddy who made it. He goes, what is this? And he said, it's chicken curry something. He's some kind of chicken curry. That dude then got up and dumped his plate out because of that word. Yep. Which one is not an East Indian word. <laughs> it's a British word meaning sauce. <laughs> And, like, just the fact that that word, he's like, oh, no, I can't eat this anymore. Don't let your prejudices about what you learned in high school stop you from trying food because of what it's called. If you don't want to call it curry, be like, can I get the butter sauce chicken? Like, it's the same same thing. But, again, it's just, again, it comes down to that whole principle where it could have been, like, I don't like curry. Mm. Or other people know that this guy has said, I don't like curry. And the second that he's tried it, that's not what he thought it to be yep. was what killed him. Yep. It was like, oh, everyone knows that, that I don't do this. So, yeah. no. But, I mean, I was the same way with, like, me and skating. Like, we were not friends. Yep. And guess what? Now I play hockey. Yeah. Not well. 100%. But I play hockey. <laughs> well, and it's like, my mom used to always say this about me when I wouldn't eat something. She'd be like, you know, one day you're going to be out for dinner with a very nice girl. And she's going to order. And you're not going to order anything. You're just going to be boring. And she's going to be like, why am I hanging out with this boring person? And I was like, I feel that that's a really bit dramatic of a representation, but fair. Yep. And then I got older, and I started dating, especially now, like, dating in 30s and 40s. Like, yeah, all right, the keg's great. And and they make a great steak most of the time. And they make an excellent Mushrooms Neptune. Mm-hmm. So keg's great time. But... Variety is the spice of life, right? Yeah. Like, it literally says it in the thing. The spice of life yeah. is variety. So, it's like, let's let's move around, try some different stuff. And, and if you recommend to somebody, like, if you've tried a restaurant and you know it's really good and they're a little bit adventurous or whatever, and you like maybe that's something you talked about while you were getting together, you can plan some shit and be like, hey, there's this really great Korean restaurant that's just opened in my city. Or, like, I live in Hamilton. King William. There's a ramen place. There's mm-hmm. an Indian food place. There's a French place. There's a burger place. There's yeah, hamburgers there. Yeah. Oh, are they still there? I thought they yeah, hamburgers still there. Okay. Um, Kenzo Ramen took over for the fish and chips place that was there. Ah, okay. That's but, what I was saying. I thought it was hamburgers. I was gonna... um, and then, then there's a Mexican place. The Mule's right there. Yeah. You could just go down that street, which is a really nice street in itself, mm-hmm. and just kind of like with your date and be like, which one of these ones do we want to try? Like, which one of these places do we want to walk into and, and try if you don't need a reservation, which you typically don't. Maybe the French. Who make an excellent eggs Benedict. So, (laughs) 
yeah, it's I I just think that there's there's a world out there to to experience and like food is so pervasive in it, then why not try and jump right in? Yeah, because you can again, it, it opens yourself up to a whole new world of things. Especially if you even if you just find one thing that you liked about it from a new experience, it can open up again. It opens up that whole world of now I like this food. Now I want to make this food. Like it just it it can just snowball into something so much bigger for something so simple. Yep, absolutely. So, so that's what we're saying. Just go out there, just try, just try some new food. And it just, again, opens up not only just a world of eating a new food, making a new food, but then, then you go into travel to that place where that food is from. Like it just, absolutely. it can snowball into so much bigger things. And when you try it, write us and tell us what you tried and tell us what you thought about it and tell us if it was good, where'd you have it? And this brings me to a new fun point. Yes. So not only do we have the Insta page, the Facebook group, we now have officially got a website. Boom. Nopropodcast.ca. Now, it's not mind-blowingly amazing. Still in the works, again, to go with our completely huge theme here of trying new things. Mine was blown. My mind was blown. (laughs) So it was put together. I mean, it's not fantastically amazing as it should be, but again, work in progress. But... You can leave us a comment about anything. It goes right to us. You know, it can be anonymous, it can be whatever. It comes right to us, and then no one will even know you said anything. But mm-hmm. we encourage everybody: show ideas, comments about any past episodes, episode ideas, anything. You want to date Chase? You can ask him out. It's fine for a one episode only. I will respond to any comment that is made. Like literally any comment. It could be stupid. It could be whatever. I don't know if you want to come in on this too. Obviously, I want in on this. But like whatever comment is made, I don't care what it is. I will respond. Like we will respond to yes, it. Yes, we will make an ep-, ep. If we have enough, we'll even make two episodes. That yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You guys uh, can be like, you're the worst podcast ever. You suck. Please stop doing this. I'll be like, all right, in my response. <laughs> And you'll get a response. Yes, you will. And hopefully, if, I mean, if you hate it that much, you're not listening. Then yes. It's sad you won't get the response. But uh, And then we're also potentially, um, we're in discussions preemptively about doing uh, a small video series of us trying things. Trying new things. That we call it the No Pros Try video yeah. series. Yeah, I like it. So, well, yeah, we'll, we'll introduce more about that later on. But, uh, yeah. Monkey brains. So, we're going to try monkey brains. <laughs> We're not going to I, I mean, odds are I'll be sick that day. But uh, but again, nopropodcast.ca. Uh, Instagram, nopropodcast, and Facebook page. And yeah, follow along and hope to hear from everybody. And we hope you enjoy your Father's Day and have a great week. Peace. Later. Special thank you to the super talented Jordan Washburn for providing all the theme music here for the No Pro Podcast.